Hello, everyone. How are we doing tonight? Good. So like Pastor Mark said, my name is Gabby Mirabella, and I am so excited to be here tonight and to just spend this Tuesday with you all. First, I want to say thank you so much to Pastor Mark and Michelle for allowing me this opportunity to come up here and share a little bit of my story and just what God has been placing on my heart for you guys. And so a little bit about me. I grew up right here in Tampa, Florida, and I currently go to USF. Go Bulls! Any Bulls fans? So I currently go to USF, and I I also get to work here as our volunteer coordinator at Grace Family Church for the exchange. And I'm just so passionate about what I get to do. I love that I get to serve alongside every single one of you guys here. And so what's cool is that I actually grew up coming to Grace Family Church. My family and I, this is where we call home. And even though we came only occasionally, this is the only church I've known. And so like I said, growing up, this is where I came. However, I really struggled struggled to connect and have a deep relationship with God. I really struggled to run hard after him. And I really, really wanted to try to dive deeper. But because I struggled so much following after him, it really caused a lot of dark things, a lot of dark paths that I went down. I went and did and chased a lot of things that definitely weren't right for me. I chased after things of the temporary and not the things of the eternal. And even though I grew up in an amazing home with amazing parents who provided for me so, so much, truly we were blessed. I feel like I was kind of in a bubble. I feel like I was kind of isolated to some of the true struggles that people, oh, hello, all right. I feel like I was kind of isolated to the true struggles of the people around me. And I really found it hard to have compassion, true, genuine compassion on my neighbors, my brothers and sisters that were hurting. And so because of this, I even found myself wondering, why do I need God? Why do I need this God when my life is good? When my life seems great? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. And so I struggled to see that need. But after many years of chasing these things that were bad for me, Jesus came down and he swept me off my feet and took my heart and I learned to start developing a relationship with him. I started coming to the exchange. I started going to Bible studies. I started living in community. However, the Holy Spirit was still placing on my heart the need to start serving. And so honestly, guys, I wasn't very excited about this when I heard it because like I said, I struggled to see the true needs of those around me. And to be frank, I was just a selfish person. Everything that I did revolved around me. It revolved around what I wanted to do. Everyone had to make me happy. And so stepping into serving, I knew that this was necessary, but I knew it was going to be difficult. And I just want to give honor to God, though, because taking this step of faith, starting to serve, has changed the entire trajectory of my life. And I believe that it can change yours, too. And while I know a lot of us may immediately think of serving as this boring thing that Christians have to do, but I want to let you know that Jesus was calling me to something deeper. He was calling me to just serve people. He was calling me to serve them with my heart, not with monetary things, not with physical things, but to learn what service looked like from the heart in the day to day. 
However, I knew that if I was going to do this serving thing, that I definitely needed to get outside of myself. I knew that I needed to look to something and someone beyond me. And I don't know, maybe what's stopping you today from stepping into serving is just what I experienced. It's a selfish, inward outlook on life. Or maybe it's the fact that we live in such a fast-paced, instant gratification world that you struggle to just slow down for a minute and look at the needs of those around you. Maybe it's that desire for influence. I don't know what it is, y'all, but I know that for me, I needed something that was bigger than me, and that is Jesus. And so when we look to the life of Jesus, when we, when we seek to learn from him and learn about who he was, we can see that his heart wasn't to serve himself. His heart wasn't to look inward, but it was to live a life in service to others. That is the whole essence of who Jesus was, was a servant. We learn what true servitude is all about. So today, I want to challenge you all in here to take a step closer to where God is calling you and to start serving. So I want to look at a passage of scripture found in the book of Matthew. And during this time, Jesus is with his disciples, and he's going all throughout the towns and the villages, spreading the good news and healing the sick. So Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 picks up and says this, When he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. And so the harvest here that Jesus is talking about, he is actually referencing the process of gathering crops like fruits and vegetables. And so he says the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And I feel like a lot of us can maybe relate with that because we all want to receive the harvest. We all want to receive the good things that God has to offer. I mean, I know I do. However, I feel like many of us can misconceive the harvest that Jesus is talking about here in this passage. I feel that many of us may see the harvest as success or the best relationships. Maybe it's that dream career path, whatever it is. Those things are not bad things to chase after. They're not bad things to want to pursue. But this is just not the harvest that Jesus is talking about. Because out of all of these things that I listed, none of them are eternal. All of them are temporary, and they will pass which, with each coming season. And so what Jesus is talking about here is an eternal harvest. It is one that will never die, and it will always produce fruit, life, and value. And working for this eternal harvest should be the goal and the cry as we live out our lives. And the reward of this harvest is to see people to come and know and love Jesus Christ. That is the reward for being workers of God's kingdom. However, very few people will actually say yes to the work that's required to be a part of God's kingdom, to serve his kingdom. You know, a lot of us, we say yes to Jesus. Maybe we come to church. Maybe we're even serving. But we're still holding so tightly. We're clenching so tightly to that one thing that we just don't want to give up. To that one thing that we really don't want to release to the Lord. 
And for some of us, it's money. For some of us, it's the perfect home. Maybe it's the perfect husband one day or the perfect wife. Maybe it's the perfect career path. I don't know what it is, but here's the thing. When we hold on to these things so tightly and we don't look at Jesus, we miss the whole point. Because I want to ask you this, if Jesus were to come to you today and ask you to lay it all down, if he were to come to you today and ask you to lay down the life that you wished for, would you do it? Would you be willing to lay it down and follow after him? Luke 9.23 says this, Then he said to the crowd, this is Jesus talking, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And y'all, I know that this isn't an easy question to ask ourselves, and this isn't an easy call on our lives. In fact, we will never get it right because we're imperfect humans. However, even in our times of struggle and confusion, even in the times where we're struggling to put these things down, Jesus still has compassion on us. But we must kill the fleshly desires that are internal so that we can live for the eternal. And so as we read earlier in this passage, Jesus was deeply moved by the sight of his people. He said that they were confused and helpless. His heart broke with compassion for them because of the state that they were living. His heart broke because they were following after anything but him. But I want to tell you the reality of it is is that that is our world today. That is the world that we live in right now because we are a selfish generation. We are selfish by nature. I am selfish by nature, nature definitely. And everywhere Jesus looked, he was broken because there was brokenness. But the fact of it is a lot of us struggle to have compassion on those around us because we're too busy looking inward. And when we do that, we don't care about God. We don't care about the affairs of the world. What happens when we do that is that we miss out on what God is calling us to do for our neighbors and for his kingdom. When we are not obedient to serve and to follow after Jesus, it not only affects us, but it affects the eternity of those around us. You see, our disobedience is a missed opportunity for others to hear and see the good news lived out in our lives. But thank God that he still has compassion on us today. Do you guys know that God, the God of the universe, that he hurts when we hurt? Do you know that he cries when we cry, when we're weeping, that he weeps with us? Do you know that he has moved down to the core with heartbreak when he looks out and sees a generation that's living only for themselves? This is why God is calling us to live differently. This is why God is calling us to live set apart. 1 Peter 2, 9 says this, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. 
And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And y'all, in this passage, Peter is talking about us. He's talking about you and I. We are God's chosen people. And he has called us out of darkness into light. Not for ourselves, but to share the good news and to point others to Jesus. And I want to tell you guys that God called me, one of the worst sinners of them all, out of my pit of self-centeredness. He called me out of my pit of making everything about me. Trying to please everyone around me, yet making it about me. He changed my heart. He came in and he changed the desires of my heart. He didn't just change me outwardly. He changed the most internal parts that I never thought anyone would have access to. He changed my desires from evil to good and from love to hate. I mean, from hate to love. I'm so sorry. He changed it from hate to love. Jesus pierced my heart for what hurt his And he changed my whole view of life. And I realized that in all reality, Jesus was calling me to something greater. He was calling me to something greater than myself. Something out of what was familiar. Out of what made me comfortable. Out of obsessing over myself and what other people thought. And he was calling me into a life of service to others. And you see... As Jesus was talking in the the first passage that we read, as he's talking to his disciples and he's saying that the harvest is great, but the workers are few. I want you all to know that he is not just stating this for the people back in the day. He is talking to you and I today. You see, we are the laborers. We are the workers for God's kingdom. And not to serve our own self-made ones, but to serve God's eternal kingdom. We are being called out and called up to say yes to serving. Y'all, that is why God put us here on this earth. He put us here to fulfill his mission for the advancement of his kingdom. But we have to say yes and step into it. Because just as Jesus, the son of God, came to the earth in human form, and he was pinned to the cross for our sins, for you and I's mistakes, the greatest act of service ever. We ought to serve him with our lives, with our whole beings. And that means we must serve and love those around us. So Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 39, I want to read to you guys. And so Jesus was asked by one of his disciples, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said this, you must love the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is equally as important, to love your neighbor as yourself. And y'all, in order to love our neighbors as ourselves, I know that's hard. That's definitely not easy. But we do that by serving. Because when we serve, we put all of our desires aside. We put our motives aside and we pick up the needs of those around us. And so I have a sweet, sweet friend by the name of Anna. Many of you may know her. (laughs) One of my best friends. So we went to a serve Saturday a few months ago and we went to a home to help deliver some furniture to this family who needed it. 
And as we get there, Anna immediately spots this young girl, and she starts talking to her. She gets her information, jots down her number, and she actually ends up inviting her to United, which is our youth ministry for middle and high schoolers here at Grace. And so unfortunately, this family, they didn't have any mode of transportation, any way to get anywhere, but Anna so willingly, for months, would go all the way to Ybor City. Y'all know how far that is, all the way to Ybor City, would pick her up, take her all the way back here to this campus. She would allow her to have an amazing night learning about Jesus. And then she'd take her home at the end of the night and go along with her business. But not only this, she would take her to get school supplies. She would take her to go get food. Whatever she needed, Anna was there for her. And I want to tell you guys that she changed this young girl's life. Because the best lived life is one that is lived in service to others. And at the exchange, one of our core values is that serving is how we lead. But I want to let y'all know that being a leader doesn't always have to look like this big public extravaganza in front of thousands of people. It doesn't even have to look like leading for a big company or corporation. I want y'all to know that being a true leader, true leadership is getting on our hands and our knees and praying for those around us. True leadership is serving those around us with all that we have to show the love of Jesus through us. In Romans 12, 2, it says to not follow the customs and the behaviors of the world, but to follow God's perfect and pleasing will. And I wholeheartedly believe that if we want to be a leader, a true leader here on earth, it is not going to be by following the standards of the world. It is not going to be by pushing everyone aside to get our way to the top and to make a name for ourselves. You know what it will be by is by humbly and lowly taking the position of a servant so that others would be lifted and that Jesus' name would be known and exalted. That's what true leadership is. And you see, Anna did this not to be recognized, not for any publicity, but she did it out of the servant heart that she has. And she did it because that's what Jesus would do. And I'm sharing this tonight because I come from a broken place, guys. I've been challenged so much with the topic of serving. Like I mentioned earlier in my message, I couldn't even see the needs of those around me. And I struggled with making it a priority to do that, to make the needs around me more important than my own. I struggled to see why that would be beneficial. I'm sharing from a broken place where God came in and he changed my heart and he showed me that my life is to be lived in service to others. Y'all, this is the call as followers of Jesus Christ. I know it is countercultural. I know it doesn't make sense. But it is just what we are called to do. And so I, as I get ready to close, I want to share an experience with you guys. I actually just got back from Alaska about a week ago. Has anyone in here been to Alaska? Anyone at all? Okay, we got a few over there. So I just want to let you know, if you've never been, please put it on your bucket list. It's one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. Anyway, so I went to Alaska, and I went to this small town called Ketchikan. And I don't know if you guys know, but Ketchikan is known as the salmon capital of the world. And I don't know if anyone in here likes salmon, any salmon lovers? 
All right. I actually hate salmon. I really don't like it at all. But, but I learned a very interesting fact about salmon. And it's this. Salmon are known to swim upstream. So against the flow of the river, against every other fish, salmon are unique, and they swim upstream. And so I needed to know, okay, why do they do this? Because that's, that's just kind of weird. Why don't they just go with the flow with the fishies? And so I learned from one of our Alaska guides that they do this as a fish spawning habit. So the salmon swim upstream, and they go and they lay their eggs, and then they go all the way out to wherever they go, and they come back right to that spot to hatch their eggs. And so this is really the whole purpose of the salmon. This is their desired environment to push against all odds, to push against everyone else, every other fish in the sea or the river, and they go to fulfill their purpose. And so I believe that we could take a lesson from a fish today. Y'all might think I'm a little crazy, but I think that we could take a lesson from a fish today. And you know why? It's because like these salmon, we are being called to swim against the culture of today's world. We are being called to be counter-cultural. God is calling us to move against the pressure to conform to the trend that says only serve self, and he's calling us to serve him. But my challenge for you today is to ask yourself this question. Where is God calling me to serve? Where is God calling me to step up and make a difference for his kingdom? Because God has given every single one of us in here a unique gift, and he's calling us to use it for him. And so maybe it's somewhere here at Grace Family Church. Maybe it's one, with one of our weekend services, like our welcome team, or in the zone with our little kiddos, our elementary kids, or maybe it's in the clubhouse. Maybe it's during the week, like at United with our middle and high schoolers. Maybe it's serving the community of Tampa Bay because that's where you're feeling a pull towards. And it's serving with Serve Saturday, which we do every second Saturday of the month. Or maybe it's right here at the exchange amongst all of these fellow young adults. Wherever it is, ask yourself, where is God calling me to make a difference for his kingdom? And I know the world tells us to focus on ourselves. I know the world tells us to look inward, but I'm telling you guys that we must say yes. We must start somewhere. And I'm challenging you today to take that step of faith. Because at the end of the day, when we're standing before Jesus, he is not going to look at us and say, well done, good and faithful football player. Or well done, good and faithful businesswoman. Well done, good and faithful social media influencer. No, he's going to look us in our eyes and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. But here's the thing, y'all. Jesus will only say, well done, good and faithful servant, if we are loving those around us. He will only say this if we are serving those around us and living lives that are set apart. You see, the more that we blend into this world, the less that we stand out for Jesus. If we aren't doing the work that God has put us on this earth to do, 
then others are missing out on eternity with Jesus. I know this is hard to hear. I know this can, can maybe stir something up in your heart. But this, we cannot take this opportunity for granted. We get to come here and sit amongst amazing men and women, children of God. If we were all to take a step and say yes to serving, imagine how many lives would change. Imagine how much this community would be impacted. This is the time to step into the places that God is calling us, guys, to advance his kingdom and to bring glory to him. I saw what he did in my own life, and I know that he will be faithful and just to do it in yours. I'm encouraging you guys to take a step of faith and trust that God will lead you and guide you for kingdom impact, for an impact that lasts for eternity. We can do this together. God is calling us. I want to pray us out. Father God, thank you so much for your children. Thank you that you don't just call us to live a stagnant life, but that you call us to serve you. Thank you that you have compassion on us, that you love us so deeply. I just pray for every single person under the sound of my voice, Lord, that they would be willing to take that step of confidence and faith in you and say yes to serving. I pray that you would change their hearts, Lord, and that you would remind them that this life is to be lived for you, Jesus. I thank you for this opportunity to gather with your children. We love you. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen.